Hey, Tom. Yo, what's up? Uh, what concert costs just 45 cents? I don't know, man, but I want to go. I haven't been to a concert in a while. 50 Cent featuring Nickelback. Oh, it's a math joke. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Welcome to Dad Tales, the podcast by dads for dads. Whether you're a new dad or a seasoned pro, we'll have something for you. Thanks for being here. What up? Let it play, dude. Happy uh, Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. I feel like we should have changed the the theme music or something. (laughs) Should have had a different opening. We're dating the episode. Yeah. We are. So happy Saturday if you're listening to this, but Tom and I are recording this on Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Sorry. Uh, That was probably unclear when I said it. (laughs) No, no, no. Thank you. It's good to bring that up because... Everyone everyone knows that this comes out every Saturday, and it's great because we have a lot of people that listen to it on the weekend. I think that the schedule works. But as anyone who's a parent knows, you got stuff to do. Sometimes you can, you know, sometimes you can do this on a Thursday night or a Wednesday night like we are, and that's just when you have time to do it, right? I mean, and we got to keep right, it going. That's right. The people want that's content, right, and... got to so give it to them. Exactly. <laughs> Well, cheers, dude. The, the audience are just they're just they're just needy. They're needy. They want the episodes. <laughs> yeah. They're like my want to they're like them. my child when she's hungry and wants a snack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. I want a bar. I want a bar. A bar? I want she oyster crackers. Yeah, she yeah. I'm like trust yeah, oyster me. crackers are the best. I'm it's like, trust me, I want a bar too. I need to I drink the whole bar. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just joking. You're like you're like, look at dad's plans for building a bar in his basement. Exactly. This is what I want to do. <laughs> exactly. This is the I, bar I want. I want a bar too, okay? <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Well happy funny. Cinco de Mayo. Did you have any tacos? Yeah. Have any tacos tonight or anything? No, we we rehitted some uh, chicken pot pie, but oh, I dude, had, chicken. Okay, hang on. Was, well, yo, that was pretty good. Chicken pot pie, good. pretty sounds pretty good. I love chicken pot. It was pie. delicious. It's been in our freezer for a bit. We're we're sort of in this clean out the freezer mode, which is actually like very satisfying. I, yeah. I don't know why, but cleaning out the freezer is awesome. And so, like the last week or so, we've just been eating stuff out of the. Freezer. Didn't Eminem write a song? Oh, clean out my closet. Cleaning out my freezer. <laughs> I'm sorry, mama. I'm sorry, mama. I didn't mean to leave all this stuff in here so long. I left all uh, these old stupid. chicken nuggets stupid. in here. <laughs> stupid. That's so dumb. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. So we had some uh, chicken pot pie, which is good. Um, but I made myself a uh, a margarita with very, not tequila, very nice. but with but with so tall. Okay. Okay. So no, yeah. No. Uh, this is great. We should cover this because we were actually you were talking. We were talking about this. Was it today? Earlier? Yeah, it was today. We I was because yeah. I was dreaming about. Uh, I was dreaming about the margarita I was going to have later. Today. Yeah. So, um, so Phil, what's the what's the scoop so, on that? So tall is yeah. So tall is, is sort of like as I gather, it's sort of like tequila, um, okay. but it's sort of like tequila in the way that sparkling wine is sort of like champagne. Like champagne is champagne because of where it comes mm-hmm. from. And okay. uh, like in France and tequila is called tequila from my brief research uh, based on where it comes from. And so, so tall and technically this is a Texas. So tall, so tall is a plant. Uh, 
and basically it's like tequila but it's it's distilled in a um, in a specific region of mexico um so it's a little more and i guess the taste depends on where you're getting the plant from um yeah basically like they harvest the leaves and the heart of the plant sort of like a um it's like a spiky plant but you know, yeah it says, it says it's so commonly it, known as desert spoon that's like the yeah. plant like so this name. this distillery is called desert door and it's uh it's just okay. outside austin in texas um yeah. whatever so they you know they they steam these leaves and these hearts for these plants and they they grind them up and i guess initially when they grind them up the so tall leaves it turns into like a beer but then they let it distill for a long time and it becomes this sort of and they filter it and it becomes this sort of like tequila sort of yeah um, liquid those sotal plants grow for like 10 or 15 years before they harvest them yeah it's pretty so cool like, yeah yeah so it's a little more woody earthy smoky flavor is it kind of um, i would have you had mez well we've had mezcal on the show is it would it, is yeah. it similar to that a little bit like it's, it's got that smoke to it or i think so i think it's similar it's definitely different but i, I think it's it's similar um i don't know would you drink mezcal straight I mean, like, I would mean, you sip it? I guess you could. You could. I think good mezcal. I mean, if you just got some cheap mezcal off the shelf, I don't know if I would sip that. But I think yeah. similar to a good tequila, you could yeah. put that on the rocks. Or I've even seen. Yeah. I've even seen some places, and it'd be interesting to play around with the Sotol. But I've seen places that will do a mezcal or a Sotol old fashioned sort of, or a riff on it, where you might have a couple ounces of it, maybe some bitters. Maybe a little bit of some sort of syrup, you know, a, a simple syrup of some kind. And, you know, the the nice thing about the simple syrup in an old fashioned is it does take the edge off of yeah. the liquor just a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um. I, I yeah. put a I put a little bit of simple in in this mark, and uh, it was a pomegranate margarita. The, okay. Hey, you know, no, because hey, I'm an, an old lady. <laughs> I, I don't know. Pomegranate's just... nice. You know, it's like sometimes you don't just want the standard lime. It was so we had some pomegranate juice. And I, was I like, feel like someone who's older though would like drink a, a prune margarita or something. You know, you got to get or cranberry. Yeah. get the urinary tract all <laughs> exactly. cleaned out. Exactly. And uh, yeah, so but it was it was good. Emily, you know, took a sniff because she's preggers and can't drink it, and she was like, yeah. "Oh, I want to throw up." <laughs> so it is. It is like it's a different flavor. Yeah, profile than uh, traditional margarita, but it was good. So I had two of those one with dinner and one after and then i was updating my computer and uh finished the drink before that so now i'm just having um water nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey it's okay hey it's it, yeah. it's 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 all good and yeah tom and i are and not together it, we're not together uh tonight recording sometimes you know just with with kids and stuff uh we can't record in the same place so zoom actually works pretty well and tom's got a nice microphone and um, it does. Yeah, it actually works pretty well. So, yeah, I am drinking a Fresca Paloma that I made. Wait, wait, wait! You like you like hovered on your desk? Do you have multiple beverages going? Well, on? I just have another can of Fresca for when this is oh, done. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I'm, yeah, I'll just dump my extra Fresca into here when it's done. But it's actually nice. it's it's super good. So just throw some ice in a cup. I normally squeeze like a a wedge or two of lime into it, couple two ounces of tequila, and then just sort of top it off with a little bit of Fresca. And it's dynamite. Yeah, it's very. That good. sounds great, dude. It's really that good. It's really awesome. easy to make. Super good. Really refreshing. And yeah, Fresca's like Fresca's so good. I don't know. I, yeah, Fresca's a great mix. Um, it's very good. It, I, I used to see when I saw people drinking Fresca in their beverages, I was like, 
what? Like you're an old man. Like, what are you drinking fresco for? But it's great. <laughs> it's, it's so, so good. good in there. It's so yeah. good. So anyway, so yeah, so I, um, I actually, uh, learned like, I mean, it seems dumb because it's like pretty simple to make, but my, my friend Grant makes these all the time and they came over for dinner a few weeks ago and we made them and I was like, man, this is really good and super easy. And I normally, we keep fresco around normally a little bit. And so I've been having them and I was like Cinco de Mayo, throw a little tequila in there, be perfect. So here we are. That's yeah, that's a, that's a good, it's a good drink, dude. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to, fun to have a special celebration for sure. It is. So, um, so anyways, your week, week going okay. Been busy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I woke up this morning and like my back, I don't know what is wrong with me. My lower back is killing me. Like today at work, I was like getting out of my chair and I was like, Oh, playing with Margaret tonight. I was like, I had to roll over so slowly. <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> I think I slept on it wrong. I don't know. It, it just hurts really bad. <laughs> so I'm whatever. It's fine. The margarita helped. Did, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit worried. Do you, you don't think you have a kidney stone, do you? No, I don't think so. I mean, Why do your back hurt when you have kidney stones? Like, dude, this? it's like it's it's horrific. I've had multiple kidney. Are stones. you speaking from experience? Yes, I think. Oh I've my had, gosh, really? I'm, I'm pretty sure I've had like seven kidney stones or more in my life. <laughs> what? I don't mean to laugh at your misfortune, but <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, well, uh, one my I my it. They said that like my predisposition to getting them is probably from my mom, who's had them, and that's just sort of it's just. Um, generally bad luck you know i just i just got the short end of the stick on those genes i guess <laughs> and some of it's yeah. that um and some of it is is that i need to hydrate better so i'm that's something i've been really working on and trying to do but yeah i've had a i've had a lot of kidney stones in my life unfortunately and they're very painful. what is that what is that i've never had one and i think it is one of my greatest fears any sort of pain in that below the belt region i <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know yeah i mean I try it's to avoid. uh uh it is not fun uh so actually uh it's kind of funny well it's this really isn't this really isn't that funny i'm glad that our wives don't listen because this is <laughs> this is probably not going to go over well but the, <laughs> so the like the first the first kidney stone that i that i had was in like was back in college okay so i mean a while oh, ago. wow yeah and yeah. So they ended up, they, they had to do surgery to get that one out and it was like, it was super, it was super painful. Uh, but a couple years later, uh, like I think, I think I might've been a senior in college or junior in college. I had another, I, I had like another kidney stone attack where I actually had two in, in my bladder and, or no, sorry, oh sorry, two in my kidneys, one in each kidney. And then I had like two that were on the move. Uh, and it was su- it was like super painful. Okay, so painful. Where do they come from? Like, well, they're just what? so they're just like mineral deposits that harden. No, I know, but like that's just like they're just like spawning. Yeah, I yeah, it was, it was it was it was super boop, crazy. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, so I go to the hospital because I I was in absolutely excruciating pain. I mean, so bad, yeah. you know, you can't do anything. And uh, the nurse, the nurse, I remember her saying. Well, you know, women that have had childbirth and kidney stones say that kidney stones are worse pain than labor. And I said, 
And I, and I was like, well, I, I wanted to be like, yeah, no, no crap. Cause like at the end of this, all I'm going to get is a little rock that is going to come out. And at the end of having a child, at least you have like a beautiful baby. Like, sorry. Well, I'm not, you Sometimes know. beautiful. Sometimes they're not beautiful. Uh, <laughs> no. Did you get the stones put in? Well, I guess that's a later question. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, no, I, I did. I like, I like kept them. I don't have any now because they're doc- like in a little jar. Well, I had them in a jar, but then like I took them to the doctor and they actually like analyzed them and figured out what it was. And that kind of determines, you know, sort of, you know, like what I need to do to make sure I don't get them in the future. <laughs> but dude, Wait, I so you had, you, you had four advancing on you. Yeah. So I had, I had like, I had one in each kidney and then two, one on each side that were moving basically. And that was, and they actually don't cause a lot of pain. I don't like from my understanding when they're in your kidney, it's really when they move, they break off and fall out of your kidney and then they have to go somewhere. And so they have to move into your bladder. And of course that is not super comfortable. Once they get in your bladder, it's really, it's pretty easy going from there. You know, well, until you have to get them out. Well, actually that part is not, you would think that's bad, but it's really not. So, so how do they, Oh, so it's the traveling. That's it's the traveling the that causes all the pain. Yeah. How, how did they, I really they hope our listeners up, right? are not like freaked out by this. <laughs> well, I'm freaked out, dude. I, I'm cringing over here. I, but I want to know more. So how do they break them up? Do they, did you like take medicine or like, no? So there's not really a bath. I don't know. There's not really. Um, so there's, well, really to quote, um, uh, to quote the words of Dwight Schrute, he said that, um, uh, he said basically that, you know, he says, why, um, oh, what does he say? Cripes. I can't remember. Hang on. Uh, he says, why tip someone for a job I'm capable of doing myself? I can deliver food. I can drive a taxi. I can and do cut my own hair. I did, however, tip my urologist because I am unable to pulverize my own kidney stones. Okay. So basically, <laughs> so there's a couple of different you ways. You watch TV and you're like, sorry, no, I, I came in really hot to the mic there. You know, when you watch TV and you're like, uh, that's a ridiculous quote. It would never be relevant to anyone's life. And here, here we are. To your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those the the most the most minimally invasive. Uh, let's just put it that way. The most minimally invasive surgery is what they call lithotripsy, where they basically use like acoustic or like shock waves, and they have a way to like target it right on the right on the stone without really harming any of like the surrounding tissue or things like that, and essentially just like oh. pulver- just blows the stone up. And then it's like a bunch of small pieces that are, are able to get out. Now there's a certain size where if it's below a certain size, let's say you just like wait and pass it on your own. They can give you some medicine to kind of help. But, uh, yeah, they get, yeah. If it gets too big, we could, yeah, go ahead. What were you going to ask? Oh, I was just going to say, do you think that we could submit an episode of dad tales to be used in the medical community to pulverize (laughs) kidney stones? Just hold it up to your, hold uh, it up to your we're going to go to like, the, we want to go to JAMA, the Journal of American Medicine, American Medical Association and say, Hey, uh, we have an episode that covers some medical procedures. By the way, we're not doctors, so I don't, you know, drink, no, no, no. I drink just, water. The, I mean, I mean the, the, the sound waves from the episode, you hold oh. your headphones up to someone's <laughs> stomach and let the sound waves from our episode, like our episode would be the gold standard okay, of the acoustics hilarious. that pulverize the kidney stone. How, how cool would that be if it's like, Hey, we're going to use like a, a, acoustic or sound waves to pulverize your kidney stones. And we're going to let you select the, the music that we'll use. <laughs> I, I, I'd pick like Creed or Nickelback or something. Photograph. Yeah, can, you, can you pulverize my kidney stones to photograph? Look at this photograph. As soon as he says, as soon as he ends that line, it's just going to be gone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this photograph. 
Every time I do oh, a dance, I want, I want to see in the in the comments in our social media what what song you would pick to pulverize your kidney stones. Okay, to. yeah, actually, that's a great idea. We'll just put the question up. Please comment. What song would you use uh, if you could to pulverize your own kidney stones? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. So anyways, anyway, continue because yeah. I'm no, sure there's so, more to this story. So basically, I've just had I've just had kidney stones in my life, and uh, they're not fun. That's pretty much it. But so that's why I hope I, I hope, hope I that that's not what because dude, you can get like back pain. They call it like lower flank pain. So. I think I just slept wrong. I also think I was talking to Emily about you're it also like, like becoming an 80 year old man. So that could be part of it. Too. <laughs> I did have pomegranate juice earlier. <laughs> so I, I was talking to Emily and she was like, you did do like pushups on your back with Margaret yesterday. And I was like, yeah, well that would be embarrassing if that called this causes back pain Cause I did like four pushups with my 23 pound daughter. On my back. So <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> I'm really out of shape. If that's true. Uh, uh, hey, it, you know what is you get, you know, uh, my grandpa used to say it's hell getting old. <laughs> I don't I mean, yeah. uh, sometimes that's how it feels. No, I'm just, I, I do think I slept wrong though, but it's fine. I'm, I'm, it's really not that bad. I'm, I'm being dramatic. Um, sort of. Yeah. I've been through, but yeah, no, that's, that's, I basically have been through the equivalent of labor. So you can save your pain, <laughs> save it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, dude, you asked me how my week was going and that's the only thing I brought up. So it's been a pretty uneventful week. <laughs> that's good. No, that's, that's, uh, that's funny. Uh, how about you? How how are things going? Um, good, man. We've just been, dude. I I don't know, and I know Margaret's still a little bit younger than Lena, so maybe you're not there yet. But man, we have really been struggling with just like with Lena throwing some major tantrums. Mm. And I know, really, yeah. And if anyone ever, you know, you look at videos on social media and cute pictures, and people say their child is perfect, like I don't think any child is perfect, of course. Uh, and yeah. Lena is a very good. A, a good kid a good child yeah. and you know for the most part well behaved listens but dude there are just some like some days where she just is melting down and it's, like, it's just so on the floor sort of tantrum. oh yeah like screams she's told me that she doesn't love me um uh and i know that i know that she does you know it's just she has oh, yeah she has yeah. big feet you know and that's been that's been one of the harder things that i've had to learn how to do as a parent and i you know you have your child who is young and does not you know knows knows words and s- sort of knows how to express herself but not really yet or doesn't really know how to deal with the feelings that she's having and so sometimes mm-hmm. it just comes out like whether it's sort of like screaming or throwing herself on the ground or rolling around or hitting me or telling me I don't love you. Like, and it, it's just, especially hearing her say she doesn't love me. It, I know she does. I know she does because then yeah. like five minutes later after it's over, she's hugging me, telling me she loves me, patting me on the back, you know? And yeah, right. so, but it's, it, it, it's hard sometimes like it, it's hard not to, you have to learn how to not take it personally, you know, Yeah. knowing that she's two years old, two and a half years old. And it's not, she doesn't, she doesn't know what she's saying, you know, when she says that. Yeah. I'm sure it's a moment of like, okay, I'm the adult in this situation. Like you're, you're just saying things, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and you're right. She, I mean, obviously she can talk, but she also is still learning how words, how words work and like how they go together. So. And just how of, they impact people. You know, that's like, that's what we've yeah. been working on is, how do we use our words and how do we use them in a kind way? Um, and trying to, when she says stuff like, 
you know, Megan will say, do you want dad to change your diaper? No, I don't want daddy to change my diaper. I want mommy to change my diaper. And, you know, talking about how, okay, you know, daddy is capable just like mommy or vice versa. There's times where it's the opposite, you know, and that we need to, Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay to have preferences on things. It's okay to express yourself, but we need to do it in a kind way. You know, we don't need to yell. Right. We don't need to scream. Right. It's okay to let's talk through this. And, and I think we're, I do think it's making a difference, like us taking that approach, but man, it's just, it's tough and it's hard to, it's, it's hard not to sometimes not to, when you're in that frustration, not to sort of escalate, not in the sense of like, I don't mean like physically or anything, but like when you get frustrated, like to raise your voice or, and then that, then I'm finding that when I do that, you know, she raises her voice at me and then I raise my voice back. It really doesn't, it doesn't help the situation. And so I'm learning, you know, learning every day how to deal with it, but it's just, it's tough. I don't know. It's, um, it's just been, it's it's just been, it's been a challenge to sort of navigate it, you know, and figure out how, how to best take care of her and help her through those moments, but also trying to teach her that acting like that isn't acceptable. Right. And that's the hard, like the double, the double-edged sword, because I want to help her get through that moment and get through that tantrum. But I also don't want to like, I don't want to reward the behavior with additional attention. Yeah. So, you know, so it's like, yeah. there's this hard sort of, how do we help yeah, our kids through discipline that? Discipline is, discipline is so difficult. And I think it's also a lifelong thing. You know, I, so a lot of my friends are teachers Yeah, and they'll often say, and obviously, you know, different age group, but it's disciplines lifelong, right? They, sometimes the hardest thing in the classroom is discipline because, you know, yep. kids act out, kids test boundaries, they push limits and they just like constantly need those guardrails. And I think that it's different at every age, but, um, but yeah, it's, it can be, tiresome sometimes just always be like no we don't do that you know and just to like keep playing the same note kind of thing um yep but it's good that you're like you're aware of the ways that she's receiving them and you're sort of adjusting your delivery okay i can't raise my voice because that doesn't solve the situation you know and i'm sure it's different for every kid too oh i'm sure i'm sure and i think you know (laughs) oh i (coughs) sorry um i definitely i definitely think it is and i think I think that's back to sort back to the reason that we started this is when you look at parenting, there's a, you know, you can read five books on how to discipline your kids. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure you can learn stuff from each of those. I'm not saying that, you know, there's so, and there's so much you think about parenthood and just parenting and child development. I mean, think about how much research, scientific research, et cetera, has been done on this topic, right? There's so Mm -hmm. much data out there and so much information and you can get, all sorts of advice on this is how you should parent your kids. This is how you should discipline. This is how you should do this. This is how you should do that. And you can learn stuff from all those things. But some of it I think is truly improv in the sense of, okay, understanding your child, what makes them tick. I mean, you're with them every, every day. Right. Right. And you go through these moments with them and adjusting for each child. Like, what does that child need? Like maybe this child needs more, you know, like what I'm finding with Lena is that if I, if I like raise my voice and I'm like unkind sort of, that doesn't mm-hmm. go well. But if I like talk sternly, like for example, the other morning I went in to pick, get her up out of, out of bed and we've been having kind of battles in the morning where if I went in there and it wasn't mommy, she would have like a meltdown and tra- her mm-hmm. transitioning from like one thing to another is really where a lot of these tantrums take place, which is pretty normal at this age. 
And she's like, I want mommy. And so I was like, okay. I said, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave for a few minutes. I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you. Okay. So I'm going to let you calm down. And so she kind of was fussing a little bit and I left and I came back and she said the same thing. I want mommy. I said, I said, listen, I said, listen to me. Will you look, you know, look at me. I said, I understand that you want mommy. Mommy is getting ready for the day. I am happy to pick you up and change your diaper and take you in there and you can see her. I was, you know, like kind of sternly, like I didn't mm-hmm. yell or raise my voice, but I'm like, this is, look at, look, look at me. Let's talk about this. And this is what's happening. And she finally, she was like, okay. And got up and let me pick her up. I'm like, yeah. so I'm like, maybe said, that's I'm like, the you know, now. Look yeah, at me. I'm, I'm Look the captain now. Exactly. I'm the captain. Exactly. I'm in charge. <laughs> exactly. But honestly, that's, that's, but the you re- know what I mean? Like, yeah. Go ahead. And I think that when, when you get to that age, like, two, three years old, you can start to apply some reason, you know, like, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. We're going to get to mama. I just, we got to get through right now kind of thing, you know? Yep. And hopefully they go, Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, and just back. And so, and the point I was trying to make is as you learn, like you can read all these books and have people tell you how to parent your kids, but so much of it is, I don't want to say feel, but it is like, it's like gut, like instinctual, like, okay. This child, re- this child responds better to this, and there's certain things you shouldn't do, right? Like you don't, you're not going to hit your kids, things like that, right? Like there's certain things that are just that, like regardless of how your kid acts or who they are, that you wouldn't do, right? Right. But within the realm of sort of what is what you would consider sort of acceptable parenting, there's different, I think, approaches that you can take, and I think some of that does vary by by your child and how they act and how they respond. And it's a little bit of learners you go, like you try something, you're like, okay, like the other day, I, you know, I kind of yelled a little bit and that didn't go very well. So afterwards, Megan, my wife and I, we talked and I'm like, yeah, I think like me yelling probably escalated, like maybe next time I'm going to try something different. So I try something different the next time and it worked great. So I'm like, okay, yeah. now I have that in the my back pocket sort of, and I know, okay, this is how I probably need to respond when she throws a tantrum, but we have another kid, it might be totally different. You know, right. And it's, and it's always like for now, right. Because she is growing and changing so quickly that what works now probably won't work in six months or maybe it will, maybe, but like, yeah, you, yeah. You, but like it may evolve to, to your point to stay on your toes, to keep, it's like the greatest game of improv. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think it's why it's so, everyone knows it's so difficult to discipline. And I think especially when you love your kids is consistency. Yep. Um, like, cause it takes consistent. It's just like training. Sorry, not, this is a bad, whatever. When you train a dog, you need to be like consistent. Right. And the same with your kid. Like I think kids love consistency. They love habits. They love schedules, you know? Oh, yeah. um, oh definitely. I don't disagree with that yeah, at all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just like, but it's our responsibility as parents to, <clears throat> to adjust to it. And people always, whenever a kid is a problem, <clears throat> quote unquote, you know, whenever they cause some trouble, whenever someone gets in a fight or someone does something bad, people always blame the parents, you know, like, oh, those parents don't care, don't discipline, whatever. And whether it's fair or whether it's not fair is, you know, sort of up for debate. But the reality is like, we're the, we're the people in charge, you know, like we're the, we're the trainers, we're the form, the people who are forming this, this human and it's a big job. It is. It is. And you want your kids to grow up. You want them to make good choices. You want them to be kind. You know, you want them to right. be all these things. And sometimes <laughs> when your child's throwing a tantrum on the 
you know, on the floor and screaming and whatnot, it's, it's easy to feel a little inadequate or sort of to the question we always ask, how do I know I'm doing this right? You know, and some days, some days you're, you look back and I mean, at least I do and like, yeah, you know, maybe I didn't do everything right today. And you know, the end of the day, I think that's okay. And the one thing I've also learned that I think has been very helpful is that when Lena and I when Lena's, so let's say she's throwing a tantrum, and the other day I kind of escalated. I yell, I, I did. I yelled. I yelled at her, and I shouldn't have probably mm-hmm. in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it just. But I did, and I'm being vulnerable because there's no perfect parents, okay? Yeah, and exactly. but the the thing that the thing that I always try to do is also when it's over and we're talking through it, and she's apologizing, I apologize too, because I think it's important that she sees that I can make a mistake, and I can own up to it. And I can say, mm-hmm. listen, you know, I'm sorry when you were throwing a fit, I know that I yelled at you and that wasn't acceptable. That wasn't a kind way to talk. Right. And I'm going to work right. on trying to be better at that. And I think that it's important that our kids see us apologize if we make a mistake and not act like we're perfect, you know, and we can't do anything yeah. wrong because we, because we we're, we're not, and our kids are going to make mistakes. We're yeah. going to make mistakes parenting them. And I think it's important when we make a mistake that we acknowledge that to them and say, you know what? I'm really sorry that I did that. I shouldn't. Yeah, have, I agree. You know? I think I think one of the things, you know, if I can be critical to my parents, I, I think one of the things and I love them very much. But I think one of the things that was shocking to me and not too recent, you know, like recently was like, oh, my parents aren't perfect. Like and I knew that like in a theoretical basis. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, interesting. And it wasn't like earth shattering or anything like i was old enough where i was like yeah yeah, yeah it makes sense but like it's i think it's really important to for for kids to know like yeah yeah mom and dad are in charge but they're also like gonna make mistakes just like me and that's yep. like well, we're sort of working through this together but they're in charge you know yeah so i think that's great that you do that because and i'm sure you don't you're not doing it every day no you know, you're not no. like apologizing for everything yet but when something goes wrong like yeah yeah it's good to say i'm sorry yeah like you know because i just think yeah it's not like yeah you're right i'm it's not i'm not and i'm and hopefully i'm learning you know like i when i when lena and i talk as i should say you know i'm sorry that i did that and i say you know i appreciate you saying you're sorry i really want you to continue to work on your actions and making sure that you know you really are trying you know like you're trying to not let those things happen again and i know that she, she will and it's okay but the same way for me when I apologize to her, you know, I'm very sorry that I did that and I'm going to work on being better. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, and just trying to help her to understand that it's, it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to not have it all together. We need to apologize when we make mistakes. And then we also need to make an effort to make sure that we're continuing to grow. And that's where, what kind of what we're talking about today is, you know, as you make a mistake as a parent or as you learn your, your child and what makes them tick and how to handle different situations, just that you continue to try to, you know, keep those things in your back pocket or in the back of your mind. So, you know, okay, child X is throwing a tantrum and this is probably the best way to handle it in this moment. You know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's just tough. Nope, it's just, you're right. it's, it's the journey of parenthood and none of us, like I said, we're not perfect and, but I don't think our kids need us to be perfect. They need us to be in charge and they need us to, you know. Yeah. Be Which is why, like something you mentioned earlier, just about the uh, putting our kids on social media like for the most part, I think there's, it's always, you know, a filtered view, right? There's the occasional like, Oh, look, Danny got into the makeup and it's kind of cute, but yeah, it's like kind of cute, kind of, kind of, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But 
but like you're not going to put Lena's temper tantrums no. on your story because sure. why would you do that? Well, right? and I don't like, want to subject like, so her I in think, the future to that either, where it's like that would be out there. You know what I mean? Like, right. well, she also, could listen to this episode. Well, she can, <laughs> but but I, if she listens to it, I hope that she like down the road. If she does listen to it, like I hope that she knows like that I love her and that you know it's okay. Like none of this is it, this is more not really. This episode is not really about her as much as it is is about. Oh yeah. Us as parent, yeah. you know, like me as a parent and how I'm trying to be reflective on like how I could be a better parent. Anyway, yeah, sorry absolutely. about social media. No, no, but I mean the point is just like it's not real. Like just it's not it's not real life. The social media, you know, families posting their kid, like you don't see it all. And um No. No. <laughs> there's just there's always something under the surface and I don't know. I've I've been really thinking about I man I am getting old. I've been really thinking about social media lately and it's just like is kind of rubbing me the wrong way. Like everything is just a filtered view. Everything is just like what I want it to be in my little box, yep. you know. Yep. And um I don't think it helps anyone. But that's a different conversation for a different day. <laughs> I just when it comes to kids and people putting their kids on Facebook and Instagram, like, yeah, you're right. It's a filtered view for sure. So and, it's okay. Yeah. And I'm when not things saying it's aren't a, perfect. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes it's very, that's reality. <laughs> well, and I don't know who said it. This is, it's like comparison is the thief of joy. And I think sometimes it's very easy. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's very easy when your child throwing a tantrum or whatever, your child won't nap and you look on social media and it's like, you know, someone you're like, Oh, I bet their child's just perfect. But at the end of the day, like none of us, none of us have it all together. We all go through stuff. And I just, I think that it's okay to not have it all together. It's okay to not be a perfect parent. It's okay. If you're looking at someone else's social media, like if you're looking at someone else's social media and thinking, Oh wow, I bet they have it all together. They probably don't. And there's nothing you know that doesn't mean that you shouldn't put you know if you want to put a cute picture of your kids up or you want to put a video up so you know your friends can see it like that that's cool like i do that i'm not i'm not judging like this isn't a referendum on doing that yeah it's more to say that i think sometimes what's on social media and the actual grind of day-to-day parenting are are different and absolutely um, Mm -hmm. and yeah and that's i don't know if that that's not necessarily a bad thing but it's just something i think we need to recognize I agree. I agree. You know, it is perfect and looks perfect on the outside and is perfect. What? The bears draft choices this year. (laughs) Okay. How about that transition? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yes. So you, you are a uh, long suffering Chicago bears fan. And (laughs) sorry. I I mean, you know, and I actually am very happy for you because I won. I really like Justin Fields. Uh, yeah, and I think the Bears got an absolute steal. I think he's going to be phenomenal. I am like optimistic for the first time in a long time. As you say, I am long suffering, so I have wounds and scars and uh, traumatic sports experiences here. So I I won't get my hopes up too much, and I don't expect anything this year really. I mean, I'm hopeful for Andy Dalton, but I don't think that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe Fields will play, but I don't think he'll play this year. I think he'll play next year or the year after. Yeah, and, and honestly, <clears> I think still, it's okay I, I mean, if he it doesn't. Was just like, it was weird to see them make good moves. 
Yeah, I, it was like I was someone like, else was. I was in like, is, is Ryan Pace not in charge anymore? Because like he's made no, some he crazy is. moves, but he is. I know. I mean, yeah. But I thought they had a good. I dude, thought, I bet yeah. Virginia. Sorry, I bet Virginia just rolled down, and she was like, "This is what you're gonna do, Ryan." And <laughs> she should, just made the. Call. You are you are drafting Justin Fields? No. Uh, yeah. So I I know it'll be interesting to see. It, it truly, it really will be interesting to see what happens this year. I, and I, it's hard because. Who knows if Mahomes? So Mahomes didn't play the first the first year uh, the, after he was drafted. Alex Smith was the quarterback, right? And right. he has said and credits that you know that that was a, a good thing for him and his development. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in that end, there, there was a game he played in the last game of the season before the playoffs because we had secured a playoff spot that year. Yeah, and um, they were resting the guys, and he looked amazing. Yeah, and, everyone was like, "Whoa, who yeah, is it's like this who kid? is this guy?" Yeah. And yep. so, of course, you could, you you could always ask the question, you know, what happens if he starts from day one? Of course. Yep. But transitioning from college to the NFL is tough. I mean, tr- think about just transitioning from college to sort of the real world. And I know these guys make a lot of money and things, but they still got the... At the, at the end of the day, they put their pants on the same way as us. <laughs> and it's yep. tough. I mean, it's tough. I mean, but it's tough. You know, you're in the real world. No, you I, got, I get you. Yeah. And it's a city like mm-hmm. Chicago where there's media and things of that nature. And it's a, you know, the... The Bears are a, a huge part of the community. Oh, and there's a huge expectation. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yes. just, it's unreasonable. It's admittedly unreasonable to expect the things that we do from from football players. Yeah, like it's, it's yeah. I mean, because they're they're, <laughs> they're 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 people, right? At the end of the day, it's yeah. what that you know. I mean, and I I think sometimes we you know glorify them for their athletic achievements, and it's sports is a great thing. But at the end of the day, these these, these they're people. <laughs> but I think it will be interesting. So. So I don't think it's, I guess, not interesting, but I don't think it's a bad thing if Andy Dalton plays all year. Even if the Bears don't make the playoffs, maybe they no. make the playoffs and they don't yeah. do anything. He gets that experience, and then next year knows the playbook, has been in the locker room, and now can take over. And I do really believe, you know, and I'm obviously a Chiefs fan, but I think the future is pretty bright for the Bears. With him at, if, you know, with him at quarterback, they got some weapons on offense with Montgomery and uh, Allen Robinson, and you know, I, yeah. I just think I, I just think the there's some good opportunity here. And yeah, the receiving core and the and the backs are. I, I mean, like I'm, they're surrounding Dalton with talent, and they, yeah, they added. And no they could. Line. I mean, they were and a playoff like, team last year. They were right. Didn't they make the? I mean, they yeah. lost. They they lost in that super slime because uh, Mitch Trubisky was the Nickelodeon most valuable player. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he threw like two interceptions or something, he was like not good. Uh, uh, it's just not good. I think that was like a yeah. But stupid. but either way, I mean, they were a playoff team last year. I actually I think Dalton's better than Trubisky, and they have a lot of talent coming back. I, so. I I don't mean I think they could be a playoff team this year, just like the Chiefs were. I mean, I I, I see a lot of the Chiefs in in um in sort of that pick how they moved up and and all of that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think they're, they're looking at Andy Reed. I think they're sort of taking a, uh, page out of his book. I almost said a, a feather out of his cap, but you put a feather in a cap. You take a page. <laughs> well, out of and, and you know, Nag- I mean, Nagy, the- um, Matt Nagy, co- you know, coached, coached for the chiefs and was there, I think maybe was there when yeah. they drafted Mahomes. I don't remember. Or maybe the, yeah, I maybe he's making the calls. Maybe, maybe they, <laughs> maybe they were like, Matt, what do we do? <laughs> Matt, 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 help us. <laughs> What do we do? Matt called Andy. <laughs> Matt called Andy, and he's like, "Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Go get yourself a quarterback." And but you know what? You know how badly some of these other teams. So like in front of the the Bears, I think jumped up to what ten maybe or eleven. 
they jumped up, and I think there was uh like the Broncos were there at you know right before them, and there was a couple of teams that really probably could have used a quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't they didn't take you know they didn't take Fields and shoot man if if Justin Fields turns into a superstar that's gonna that's not you know that's those fans aren't gonna forget that because he was sitting there oh, for them yeah. to take and they didn't. You know, well, I forget what team it was. Maybe it was the Eagles who, like, <laughs> you know, they show like the ten fans who are at the draft for the first round. Yeah, I think it was the Eagles, and they made the announcement, and they were like, "Okay," and they like clapped, yeah. and everyone else was usually like, "Yeah,", yeah. but these Eagle fans were like, "Okay, right, that's yeah. fine." <laughs> I don't remember who they drafted. Uh, they drafted just, a wide receiver, Devonta uh, Smith from um, Alabama. Oh, then maybe it wasn't the Eagles. Or did that's they, a great did they, did, did they do Jalen Waddle? I don't remember. No, I think you're right. I think they but have it is funny when it they does, draft. See, we someone. can't even remember. <laughs> it is funny when they like they call a name and like you know, there's recognizable names, of course, like names of guys yep. that you know, like Trevor Lawrence or, or people that everyone's going to know just because of their profile in college football. And then there's there's players like maybe a linebacker or someone who maybe played for a really good team, but it's just not a glamour position necessarily at the college level, like receiver, or quarterback, running back is. And so then you know they they get drafted and it cuts to the fans and the fans like don't know anything about this player and they they're just, like a defensive tackle they're like what? defensive what? tackle I've never heard of this guy <laughs> it's you know it's just it's just it's it's just it's funny and and so they cut to him and then they're either booing or they're golf clapping sort of and <laughs> yeah right right exactly I don't know if this is true or not but I saw on so I think Facebook um uh. Peyton Manning messaged Trevor Lawrence and said something like, I hope you start from day one so you can break my record of like all time interceptions in a year or something like that. He was just like talking, just like trolling him. him. It was, it was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. It was so funny. He threw like 45 interceptions one year. That's funny. Um, yeah, that's yeah. funny. So whatever football's a, a, a ways away that, well, I guess it's not too far. Away. I mean, like I mean, before you months. know it, um, before you know it, it'll be, it, it, stuff will slow down. They'll have the, uh, the NFL released the schedule here coming up in the next month or so. So, you know, all the teams know who they're playing, but you don't know when the games are. So they'll release the actual schedule for next year. And then come, uh, I think like mid or end of July, you get into training camp and then September. Pre-seasons in August. And yeah. Then, yeah. So it's really not, I mean, we're really, really not too far away from that. I don't want to wish the summer away though. I don't want to wish it away. Me neither. Enjoy it. No, for sure. For sure. So um, I still owe you, I know we've been putting it in our phones and stuff, but I still owe you actually your actual hard copy gratitude calendar, which I have upstairs. I don't even have it down here, so I will bring it. You know, what I'm, you know, what I'm you. not grateful for my calendar because I don't have it. <laughs> the day you give it to me, I'm gonna write it in there. Today, I'm grateful for my calendar. <laughs> I don't even know if it was a joke. It was just no. Bad. It was, it was, it was, it was a words. fail. It was a fail on my part. The sad trombone was to the fact that oh. I have not brought you your calendar. <laughs> So let's end. Uh, if if you this is your first episode you're ever listening to, Tom and I started in May. We're doing a gratitude calendar. So essentially every day we're we're just writing out something that we're thankful for, which um is it, just good to practice gratitude. I know uh life is crazy, there's a lot going on uh, as you know, and a lot of things competing for our time and so I think it's a worthwhile cause to take a minute and every day reflect on something you're grateful for. So Tom, give us one thing over the last, we're not going to go through everything, but over the last you know week since we released our last podcast, um, what's something you're grateful yeah. for? So uh, I had a friend 
from a college friend, best man at my wedding, um, come stay with us for a weekend. And it was just so great to have him here. Um, so I'm grateful. That was the first for- time you've hosted, I mean, like a friend at your house, right? Like in terms of like someone that came, like one yeah. of your friends from out of town that came and stayed. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. He is. He is the, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm grateful for uh, good friendships. Awesome. Awesome. What about um, you? So I am uh, just grateful. Uh, I'm grateful for you. Uh, that was one thing that I put down on uh, <laughs> on Saturday. That was Aww. my that was my uh, my thing that I put down because I'm just yeah just grateful for you and your friendship and doing the podcast with me um, and just being a great yeah just a great teammate and all in all of this and it's just fun getting to getting to do life with you. So I appreciate yeah, hey, appreciate thanks, you, man. man. That's good. So. I'm grateful for you too, but I'll I'll write that down tomorrow <laughs> when I have my calendar. Maybe, yeah. yeah. How about the day I give you the calendar? You can finally write down. Your okay, all right. That <laughs> deal, deal. <laughs> um. Anyways, so once again, thank you so much to everyone. I think I think. Do you got anything else for tonight, or you think that kind of covers? covers what doge's up to, that's all yeah doge's up and doge's also up and that's that's all we need to say i, I did want to say that we got and we can cover yeah. this next time but this will be a good tease for next time is we did get an email from david song's associate so maybe we should we should just read it really quick and uh i think we should save it for next time i think it deserves the minutes for like a whole episode okay or part all right of so no okay I'll, i will read the rest of it i'll read it next time but uh <laughs> I do have to tell you that uh, <laughs> uh, the best part is that you want to know what the guy, the associate's name is. What? Can I at least just tell you? Hang on. Yeah. Uh, I got to find the email because I don't remember, but it's like kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> um, I thought you were looking uh, at it. Let's see here. No, I'm, I'm looking at it. Uh, his name's uh, Mr. Bob Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so Bob Smith's our new man. Um Oh man! And uh, there's this is a crazy. There's an email from him, so uh, we will we will be talking to Mr. Bob Smith next time. Uh, we'll be next emailing time. him. And uh, in the short term, please drop us a line info at dadtales dot com. You can go to www.dadtales.com and that's T A L E S Dad or yeah no Dad Tales T A I L S. The podcast is A L A Dad Tales. <laughs> Uh, maybe yeah. that's why people aren't uh, commenting. Maybe they're confused. Maybe they're commenting <laughs> on a different Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So our Facebook is at Dad Tales, D A D T A I L S. Twitter at Dad Tales. Instagram at Dad Tales. We're on TikTok at Dad Tales. Uh, info at dadtales.com and then www.dadtales.com as well. You can drop us a line there we'd love to hear from you uh share your yeah. story if you want to come on the show once again let us know i i know there's some people out there that do and we uh we want to get you we want to get you on the show as soon as we as soon as we can we just need to start coordinating that so um apologize and, and lastly if you want to leave us a voicemail you can call 913-732-0980 once again that's 913-732-0980 and we would love once again to hear from you please uh yeah just let us know we want to engage with you and um we really appreciate appreciate you listening. You got anything, Tom, to close it out? Mm, nope. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> nope. I couldn't. I I was having a little. I got a little tongue tied there. I couldn't even. When I I don't know. I don't know what happened. I just I I just got Peter jumbled Piper and picked a peck of pickled peppers or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. Lena has these. Uh, Lena has these pajamas that have a 
a penguin like it has like a little square pocket and it's got a penguin in it so i always say yeah. you have a you have a, i'm like you have a pretty penguin in your pink pocket because they're like pink pajamas and she loves yeah. it she thinks it's so funny i'm like <laughs> like this is like the peter piper you have a pretty penguin yeah. in your pink pocket <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyways uh well hey dude have a great enjoy the rest of your weekend man uh also yeah. to all the all the mothers out there happy mother's day oh, tomorrow happy mother's we Stay. love what we, we love the mothers. We'll talk about Mother's Day. Maybe talk about our moms uh, next episode uh, after Mother's okay. Day. But for now, to all all the mothers, as uh, Ron Burgundy would say, leave the mothers out of it. But in this case, we're not going to leave the mothers out of it because include them. It's Mother's Day. So, That's right. mom, That's I know you listen. Happy Mother's Day. I love you, and we will. Uh, yeah, we'll see you all uh, next week. Peace. We are. Out. You're supposed to do it when I said peace. Thanks for listening to Dad Tales, the podcast by dads for dads. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasting. And also be sure to check us out on social media at Dad Tales on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Have a great week. <laughs>